So today, we're going to continue our study in Genesis. And if you were here last week, you might remember uh, some of the things that, I think it was Stephen who taught that, right? Stephen who taught last week. And you remember Abram, and he had his cousin Lot, and their livestock was grazing together, and they were experiencing a depletion in the resources. So there was competing livestock um, that belonged to each of them, and the tribesmen who were tending the sheep and everything were starting to have conflict, and so Abram and Lot decided they were going to divide up the land, right? And Abram tells Lot to pick out what he wants, and that whatever is left over, Abram would take. So if Lot decided he was going to take everything to the left, Abram would take everything to the right. And we talked about how Lot chose his land based only on his physical sight. He saw the lush green pastures. He knew that would be good for his livestock. And Abram gave him that choice because Abram trusted. And he knew that God had a plan for him. And so he would just take over whatever was left and leave it to God to enrich and bless that land that he would inherit. And so he saw it with spiritual eyes. So that's the difference. There's, we can look at things with our physical eyes, and we can act on those things and make decisions on it, but then there are the spiritual eyes, the eyes of faith that God gives us. So that is what we talked about last week. So this morning, we're going to be continuing in looking at the life of Abram, and we'll be talking a little bit about Lot, and we're going to be reading from Genesis chapter 14, and I'll begin in verse 17, but first... As we normally do, we have some questions for you, right? And we try to answer those questions through the reading of Scripture. So the questions are this, all right? Who blessed Abram and God in this story? So who was it that blessed? We're going to read it here in a second, okay? I'm going to ask you to give me the answer just yet, Lincoln. We'll give you the answer here in the passage that we read. So remember this question, who blessed Abram and God in this story? Then what was the name Melchizedek gave to God. Do you know anybody named Melchizedek? It almost sounds like a sneeze, huh? Melchizedek? So, what was the name Melchizedek gave to God, and how did Abram respond to Melchizedek's blessing? So, those are the three questions for you, and we're going to find our answers in this passage of Scripture that I'm going to read. So, Genesis chapter 14, verses 17 through 24. And I know now why Ray assigned this teaching to me because of all the hard names to pronounce (laughs) and also the mystery surrounding Melchizedek. (laughs) All right, so bear with me. Genesis chapter 14, verses 17 through 24. After his return from the defeat of Kedorlaomer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Sheva, that is, the king's valley. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. And the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons, but take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand to the Lord, God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, that I would not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours, lest you should say, 
I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing but what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me. Let Aner, Eskal, and Mamre take their share. All right, so you ready for these questions again? Who blessed Abram and God in this story? Melchizedek. Good. You pronounced that name better than I could. You agree? Yeah, all right. And his name means something. So some of us have a meaning behind our name. If you look up the definition, what defines your name, we see for Melchizedek, his name means king of righteousness. And so that's important for us to remember. So his name meant something. It means king of righteousness. And he was both a king, but he was also a priest. So he was king and priest. He held two titles. What was the name Melchizedek gave to God? It's three words. Most most blank God. Most high God, right? Melchizedek uses that phrase to describe his God, that he is the most high God. That means that God is higher, that he is stronger than anyone or anything in the world, and because of that, he owns and rules over everything, right? We call God Almighty and we call him sovereign. That means he is the most high over everything. All right, last question. How did Abram respond to Melchizedek's blessing? What did Abram do? He got what? Okay, I'm going to give you the answer here. It's found in the scripture. It says, and Abram gave him a tenth of everything. So Abram worshiped God through Melchizedek by giving him of the things that he had gotten from the evil kings that he defeated in the, on the battlefield. So the main idea of this is that through Melchizedek acting as a priest appointed by God, Abram worshiped God for God's greatness and God's glory. So Abram had just won a great battle. If you were to read the verses before this, he had gone into the territory that Lot owned, and Lot had these evil kings come and take away his livestock, and they also took him and his family into captivity. So they kidnapped him, and Abram heard about this. He gathered his men, and he went out and attacked these evil kings, and he took back Lot and his family, and he also took back their possessions. So after you have had a great victory... Right, Emma, you'll be able to relate to this. You just told me about these volleyball games that you had won. After you have a great victory, isn't it like us to want to take some credit for ourselves? Yeah, look what I did. That was a really good serve. Or maybe it's something that um, you did in school. Maybe you had an A-plus on a paper, and you take the credit for yourself. Wow, look what I did. Or maybe you sang a song really well, and people complimented you on it, and you said, wow, look what I did. That's a temptation for all of us, right? So Abram, after he had this great victory over these evil kings, the temptation for him would have been to say, wow, look what I did, or look what my people did. So that was the temptation. But he has this encounter with this unique man in the Bible who was both a priest and king, this guy named Melchizedek. And Melchizedek gives this special title to God to put Abram in his place. Just in case Abram would have thought himself the victor, 
Melchizedek reminds him that we serve the most high God. The true God, Yahweh of the Bible, is the most high God. So if you're going to give anyone credit for this victory, let us look to God. He's the one that gave you the victory. And so that's one of the important things that we need to understand about Melchizedek is that he pointed Abram to the most high God so that Abram wouldn't be prideful in his own victory, but he himself would give glory to God. Now, in Old Testament times, a priest was the one that God established to bring the sacrifices um, of the people to an altar to worship God. Right? In Old Testament times, that priest acted as a person who went between God and man. We call that person a mediator. They were set aside by God for this purpose. And the Bible says that Melchizedek was a priest. He wasn't just a king, but he was a priest. He served God as a vessel through which Abram could bring God's blessing through him. So he served as that mediator between God and Abram. And then Abram, remember what he did? What did he do in, as an act of worship to God? We already answered this question. Emma? He did look up to him. He, he was directed to, to worship the God Most High, but he gave something. He gave a tenth, right, a tenth of everything that he had taken from these evil kings in the battlefield. So that was Abram's act of worship, and in giving it to Melchizedek, he was glorifying God and he was worshiping God. And Abram acknowledged that it was not his victory, it was God's victory, and all the glory goes to God. And as something symbolic of that, Abram gave of what he had, he had acquired through these evil kings as a, as a showing of, of how thankful that he was that God delivered them. So God was showing something very important to Abram through Melchizedek also. Abram was to see here a great priest through whom he could approach the God Most High. So Melchizedek was that channel through which God would bless Abraham and through which Abram would bless God and glorify God. And we have a picture ourselves that we're supposed to see here. Who do you think that um, Melchizedek gives us an image of? Someone that we really see in the New Testament. He's throughout the Bible. But God as the Son, right? Jesus Christ. Because that's what Jesus Christ does for us. He serves as the great high priest because he himself is God who came to save us and to give us victory over defeat into eternity. So he acts as that vessel, that priest through which we approach God and we come to God in confession and we come uh, seeking God through prayer. Jesus is that great high priest that Melchizedek is given us an image of. And sometimes we call it a foreshadowing. Melchizedek wasn't Jesus, but yet he is showing us, God is showing us through Melchizedek that he would provide a most high priest, a great high priest, who would be the one through which we approach God and through which we worship him through his one and only son, Jesus Christ. So in Melchizedek, we have this picture of one who acts as a mediator, and we see Hebrews, the New Testament, reference back to him. Now Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 describes who our ultimate great high priest is, and that is Jesus. Since we have had great high priests 
who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So why would Abram have been tempted to think highly of himself? What happened just before Melchizedek entered into the scene? Had Abram won a great victory on the battlefield? Yes? Yes, he had. So he would have been tempted to say, hey, look at what I did. But Melchizedek pointed it to the Most High God. His victory was had through God. So who is truly the high one? God. God. All right, y'all finally responded to me to something with, yeah, (laughs) with conviction. It is God. God is the Most High God. Melchizedek did not say that, that he was, and definitely didn't say that Abram was, but he pointed to God as the Most High God, the one worthy of our worship and praise, the one worthy of the offerings that we bring to him. You know, Abram brought the tenth. What do we bring to him? We bring to our, our time of worship, our gathering together and studying his word together and in singing songs together that we'll do here in just a moment. And who was Melchizedek a picture for us? He came to give us an image of what Jesus would accomplish perfectly for us. Jesus Christ. Melchizedek was a priest and a king who stood between Abram and God. Jesus is a greater priest and king who stands between God's people and God. Jesus is able to save and to satisfy God's justice because he himself is God, the true king of righteousness. Melchizedek is a picture of that in the Old Testament to give us a glimpse of of the perfect one that would come in the God-man, Jesus Christ. And this image for us now, after the cross, is fully realized in Jesus Christ and that we can receive God's blessing and draw near to God and worship through Him, Jesus Christ. So let's pray that we and those in our family and church family would be humbled before the majesty of the Most High God and that through Jesus the great high priest whom Melchizedek pointed forward to in this passage. Let's pray. God, we come to you. We thank you for this, how your scripture reveals to us things that show us what was to come, that there is an image in this person, Melchizedek, that shows us who a great high priest would be, and that is Jesus Christ, your one and only son. We thank you for the fulfillment of all these promises that we've read about as we started with this passage of scripture from Isaiah, as we continue just reading about all the the foreshadowings of uh, Jesus Christ and who he would be and what he would do for us. Just uh, let us strengthen us even more, God, in our faith, knowing that you set in motion a perfect plan to save us from our life of sin, to redeem us, and to give us a peace relationship with you. God, we just come to you through our great high priest, the one and only Son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.